The following program is not intended for children under 13, even though 13 is the spookiest of numbers. It contains coarse language, mature content, stories about ghosts, it's kind of spooky, and also I am not responsible for the things that come out of my wife's mouth. Listen at your own risk. Hello and welcome to another episode of Spooky Stories. Ooh! I'm your ghost co-host, Matt McComb, the kooky one. And I'm the spooky one, Kaya, and I wish that people could see our skeleton jazz hands. And we're doing it still. After all these years, <laughs> we're still doing the skeleton jazz hands. We are. Ooh! And we're back! We are back. Again. So surprise, mother... Surprise, y'all. You've been pranked. Okay? Y'all thought we weren't coming back because we were like, Spooky Stories Season 2 coming soon. And then we did two episodes. And now you're like, oh, I've abandoned these guys. They suck. No. We pranked y'all. Surprise! To be honest, we weren't even sure if we were coming back. No, no, we pranked them, baby. Okay. That's the official story. We also, I feel like we need to go back through our last, like, 28 episodes and see how many times we go and we're back <laughs> <laughs> that's funny only for us not for our it's been listeners. a lot yeah yeah but we're back by popular demand actually we are special request special request so let's get into it let's get into it you just want to like jump right into it you're not even gonna like a new year's resolution baby i've decided that i am no longer going to be scared But I do have some suggestions for things that are spooky, but not, like, in your way, where it's, like, cultists and people shitting on each other's chests and stuff. It's more of... What are you laughing about? That's what your dumb cult podcasts are about. I'm sorry, because I just wasn't expecting it. Yeah, yeah, I bet you were. Chainsawing people's arms off and stuff. Gross. I mean, what do you do? No, we can talk about other things that are spooky, but in a different way. You know. Like what? Like, how spooky it is that South African presidents are so dumb. I mean, <laughs> in the Beninge. In the Beninge. In the Beninge. We could talk about how spooky it was that we thought a prank would be a good idea for a seven-month hiatus on our show. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, very spooky. Did we get you? Are you scared? Yeah. Are you scared yet? I think they're more scared that we're going to come back and then just, like, ghost them again. Uh, yeah. But that's what we do. We're <laughs> that's a spooky podcast. <laughs> It's just on brand. Yeah, so New Year's resolution. So we can talk about those things or we can talk about what you've got. Um, I think what I have is more interesting. Okay, what do you got? Well, today we're going to take a trip to Portland, Oregon. Okay, that's not spooky. Do you know much about Portland? No. Portland is actually pretty spooky. Okay, I mean, I know there's a lot of MLMs down there. <laughs> so that is very spooky. So that's our third thing that we could talk uh, about. So... Portland is known for a lot of things, like mostly, you know, the summers are really nice and warm, the winters are like cool and rainy, kind of sounds like, you know, my perfect living. Yeah. Think about like Forks, Washington and Twilight, that's what it's like in the winter in Portland. Oh, so it's just like really dark and there's only one girl that everyone wants to have sex Pretty much. with? Yeah. Because they have no standards? But... Believe it or not, Portland is actually, like, also known as the City of Roses because it's literally the perfect climate for growing roses. Oh, that's nice. that was cool. It's not spooky, but that's cool. Portland was actually named after Portland, Maine. It was... You know, so wait, wait, it was named after another city in a different was. state? Yep. That would be hilarious <laughs> if someone in Manitoba was like, this place is Edmonton now because I like Edmonton and we're going to have a mall there. It won't be big. But I mean, like there's an Edmonton in Kentucky. That's true, but I don't think they named it after Edmonton, Alberta. I mean, we don't know. We don't. Maybe they did. Anyways, Oregon really started getting settled in the 1830s, near the end of the Oregon Trail. We've all played that game. Thankfully, today, none of us are going to die of dysenteries. Unless we do, because we pranked <laughs> At y'all. At least not that, n- not us personally, maybe some other people in our story will. But, did you know that Portland is also a hotbed for paranormal activity? 
I did not know that. Some of the things we're going to talk about today are really going to like bring that home for you, but... Not my home. <laughs> not our home, hopefully. Portland is home to a lot of haunted spots, underground tunnels. I'm pretty sure it even is on like ley lines where they cross, so that That's also... That's the thing from Ghostbusters where it's yeah. like... If these, these things cross, then like ghosts come out. From the... Yeah, exactly. So Portland is pretty much the dream for any paranormal investigator and today we're gonna kind of hop on our spooky stories bus and we're gonna visit we're gonna take a bus yeah. we can't take a plane i mean we, we definitely i mean are we took the plane to get to portland but yes. like you can't take a plane around portland okay so we need to get from spot to spot and i thought renting a bus would be cheaper than an uber that's fair. That's so fair. we're gonna hop on and off our bus today at eight of the most haunted places in portland Oh, wow. We're just going to give Portland its own episode. You ready to go? I am not ready, but oh, let's do it anyway. But you're here. So. Yes, New Year's resolution. I'm going to be strong. You told me you weren't going to be scared spooky. anymore. Yeah, yeah, I can do this. I can do this. Okay, cool. So the first place that we are going to stop on on our little tour is the Pitock Mansion. Okay. Now, this mansion is a French Renaissance style chateau in the West Hills of Portland. It was constructed in 1909 by London-born publisher and business tycoon Henry Pittock as a private residence for himself and his wife, Georgiana. Cool, right? Yeah. So it's really pretty. Like, when you see the pictures, like, this place is gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous. I probably would not want to live there, but we'll get for into For obvious that. reasons, I'm going to assume. So the home was actually at the center of a political scandal in 1911 when a Portland City Council member, whose name was William H. Daly, brought public attention to Pittock, having arranged for a water line to the construction project entirely at city expense. So basically, the guy who was building this house was like, I want to run water to my house, but the city's going to pay for it. Yeah, <laughs> bitches. <laughs> I mean, rude. But anyways, so the, the biggest reason why this was like a scandal was because his house was actually located half a mile outside of the city limits. So the city is like, why are we paying for this? Of course. Oh. The incident contributed to a longstanding feud between the homeowners and William H. Daly, which ultimately led to the end of the councilman's political career. So because he refused to like let them run water to their house, which was half a mile outside of Portland city limits at the time, he literally lost his job as a councilman. Wow. Yeah. So, I mean, like, that probably probably wasn't a good start. So, side note, is this the podcast where we talk about, like, zoning rights and, like, <laughs> issues with neighbors? I mean, like, we always talk about the history of things. I'm going to tell you right now, like, I'm 95% sure, because it's been a long time since I wrote this podcast episode. I am 95% sure there are no trains in this episode, so bear with me, okay? Thank God. <laughs> Anyways, so... Georgiana died at the age of 72 in 1918, and one year later, Henry followed. The mansion remained in the family until 1958, when a gentleman named Eric Ladd and another one named Peter Gattenbein, so they were two of the grandsons of Henry and Georgiana, decided to sell the home. So, they just didn't want it anymore. But, maybe we'll find out why. I assume so. So, since the 19th... <laughs> I like how we even did, like, this, the jazz hands when we did it then. So, since the 1960s, visitors have been reporting strange activity in and around the mansion. And here are some of the most reported activity. So, uh, the highest reported activity happens in the upper rooms of the mansion. Visitors report that upon entering the rooms, they immediately smell the intense scent of rose perfume. Staff believes that this is Georgiana making her presence known. So she died there. She's like... That is so obnoxious. Right? Because the, like, <laughs> the smell of like perfume scented with rose is awful. Oh. Like perfume, candles, incense, anything that's like rose scented because it doesn't actually smell like roses is horrid. Oh, it smells like a grandma. So like... I would not want that. If my house, if every time I went upstairs it smelled like a dead grandma, I would be so Sorry, mad. <laughs> I would be so bad. Mm -hmm. That is so obnoxious. And like, I have a really good sense of smell. I, I would leave. Oh, you I would, would burn hate it. it. I would burn the whole house. You would hate it. So yeah, so that's actually like the most common thing. So guess we're probably not going to go visit because yeah. like, 
I'm sure you'd be hit in the face with that, and you'd be like, I'm out. Welcome to spooky smells. (laughs) Um, Also, outside near the northern side of the mansion, visitors report hearing the sound of a shovel hitting the ground over and over again. And then right after, they hear the sound of heavy footsteps stomping away towards the mansion. Staff believe that these are the sounds of a past groundskeeper just going about his daily routine. He lived and died in the mansion and just didn't want to leave. So he's just left planting roses over and over and over again. Honestly, I feel like for the rest of eternity. Meditative work. I feel I like that for him. I mean, like I I love that for him. (laughs) I sometimes like gardening. I know it doesn't show because like most of my plants die, but it is very relaxing to like. At least plant them in the ground. What you do afterwards, like, whatever. Mm-hmm. But, like, planting them in the ground or, like... Just a wise old groundskeeper <laughs> going around planting roses. It is. Anyways, it is very relaxing. So, there have also been footsteps of unknown origins reported throughout the mansion. They happen at random. So, like, all hours of the day, night. Like, there's just footsteps. Sometimes they're just like casually walking. Other times it sounds like they're running up and down the halls. Anytime you hear footsteps and you don't see anybody, I'm like, peace out, bye. Yeah, those mansions always have that weird echoey quality too. Right, which makes it even worse. Yeah, they're they're way worse. Staff have also reported seeing windows in the mansion open and close by themselves, almost as if they have a will of their own. I mean, ghosts need to be comfortable too. Right, if it's the middle of summer, like we talked about this, summers in Portland are hot. This is an old mansion. It probably doesn't have air conditioning. Yeah, they're just trying to I'd be to opening the fucking windows, though. too. <laughs> I'd be very happy with that. Right? Even, so, like, the dad died, obviously, right? Yeah. So he's just changing the thermostat. That's yeah, all there is right? <laughs> anyway. Even in death. Visitors and staff have reported seeing a portrait of Henry, our, the home builder, moving around on the wall by itself. Yep, just take that one down. <laughs> all I can, that in the garbage. So all I can think about is, like, you haven't seen Matilda, but we need to watch it because I feel like a lot of things lately I've referenced Matilda, but there's... You know who Miss Trunchable is, obviously. Obviously. So in the movie... She reminds me of every lunch lady I've ever had. So in the movie, she has like this big portrait of herself over the fireplace. And there's this scene where Matilda's fucking with Trunchable. And the portrait just starts moving and then flies off the wall. And then is replaced by, by like the person who she actually like got the house from think it's like her brother or her brother-in-law whatever it was and like so when I was writing this all I could picture was like that scene from Matilda and we'll watch it you'll understand but Uh it was just like just this picture of him like flying around the fucking mansion (laughs) moving on the wall so believe it or not along those lines some of the strangest reports actually involve human-like shapes moving furniture pictures and even houseplants from like room to room so we have like a whole Matilda situation up in here nope 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 (laughs) I mean, I'm all for, like, the feng shui of the room, you know, just, like, make things more zen. But I don't think that's what's going on. Probably not. Okay, anyways, I'm gonna, like, barrel through these because we have a lot of stops today, so I'm just gonna continue going. Okay? Sure. So, one visitor even reported hearing a picture fall off the wall in one of the rooms. When she went to investigate the sound, she watched as a woman wearing a long gown picked up the fallen picture from the floor. A staff member came up behind the woman and asked her if she was okay. The woman turned back around to see that the woman in the gown had just, like, vanished. It's so funny that the portraits are always the ones that are moving around. What about, like, your posters of, like, the Backstreet Boys? Like, nobody ever reports on the Backstreet Boys poster being haunted. When you walk into a mansion that was built in, like the early 1900s do like the paintings and the portraits back then were creepy as hell creepy as hell the eyes basically like followed you right so like they're creepy take them all down okay place them with posters of the backstreet that's all i'm saying anyways so one female employee even got the scare of her life as she closed up the building for the night because i think it's like a museum now that you can go through part of her job involved turning off all the lights in the mansion after she had turned off all the lights was outside was starting to lock all the doors as she went to turn the lock on the front door to the mansion. All the lights switched back on. Nope. Nope. Yeah. Nope. I wouldn't have even cared at that point. I would have been like, see ya. I'll nope. deal with those lights in the, the door morning. And I would be like, shut those lights <laughs> off. Do you <laughs> do pay you, the electricity right, bill? Do you know how expensive electricity is nowadays? The hell? I can definitely see you doing that if, like, our lights were on and you right. knew that we, you, were, you were the only one here. Okay, but that happened to me, like, last week. Well, that's a story for another day, but, like, the basement light was on and you were gone and I told you about this, but the yeah. light on the porch just, like, 
that just happened to blow at the same time. And I was like, I grabbed a knife out of our kitchen, ran upstairs, and, like, refused to even let the dogs out until you got home. Well, one of us decided to not be scared over the New Year's resolution. <laughs> I think, like, you're like, I'm not going to be scared. And I'm like, I'm going to be scared of everything now. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. Anyways, okay, we're almost done here. So, the mansion made an appearance in a 1982 slasher film called Unhinged. The film has become infamous since its release due to being banned in various countries as a video nasty. So, that's kind of like like a smut film not a oh. smut film but like do you remember like there yeah. were like in the like I'm pretty 30s, sure that's 40s. a snuff film snuff not smut <laughs> that's the word i was looking for thank you today i'm not gonna get mad at you for being my dictionary <laughs> anyways so the house is used as the main location for the film and it's used prominently throughout so like it's pretty much all filmed in the mansion, right? The people of the city of Portland are thanked gratefully during the end credits because a lot of them actually participated during the film's production. But yeah, so like it's been banned in a lot of countries. I did not continue digging through because I did not want to come nope. across any of that. Nope. And um, then when you watch it, then someone's going to call you and be like, you're going to die right. in seven days. And you're going to be like, number blocked. Right? I'll be like, you know that I don't answer unknown numbers anymore. So joke's on you. I don't even have a VHS player anymore. <laughs> Crazy enough that you referenced The Ring. The Ring was actually filmed and set in Portland, Oregon. Oh. Yeah. So, and a lot of the scenes were shot around Portland. And that's why you can't find any VCRs in Portland Probably. Anymore. Anyways, funny that you referenced that because I was going to tell you about that at the end of the podcast, but fun little side note there. This location was also used in a film that was made in 1989. The movie was called The Haunting of Sarah Hardy. It starred an actress named Celia Ward and an actor named Morgan Fairchild. I have no idea who these people are. Morgan Fairchild sounds familiar. I feel like the names are familiar, but I was like, okay, whatever. But more more popularly known the mansion was used in the 1993 film body of evidence starring madonna and willem dafoe Ooh. okay so that's the pitock mansion there. we're never going there i mean maybe we'll go but we're gonna go in the day no we're not going there anyways so we're gonna hop back on the bus not environmentally friendly they just keep the lights <laughs> on we're gonna go and we are going to check out oh it smells like piss back here in this bus <laughs> God. sorry i couldn't <laughs> But I couldn't afford the cleaning fee, okay? okay? We're here. But we have reached our next stop, which is the Shanghai Tunnels. Ooh. Yeah. Is that where Shanghai Noon was filmed? No. <laughs> Anyways. Okay, I'm going to try and go through some of these relatively quickly, because like I said, we're on stop two of eight, and we just I just want to get through these. I mean, I'm, I've got all day. I cool. don't mind. Okay. So, the Shanghai Tunnels, which are also known as the Old Portland Underground, was a group they're still there today. There are a group of passages in Portland, mainly underneath the old town Chinatown neighborhood and connect to the main business section. The reason that they're called Shanghai Tunnels is not because of... No, it sounds like it's going to be a bad thing. Yeah. It's because so, they use Chinese labor, didn't um, it? isn't it? I'm actually going to tell you like... Okay. So, to Shanghai, a sailor of course, meant to force him into joining a ship's crew, perhaps by giving him too much liquor the night before, then smuggling him back aboard a boat. It's a story tradition dating back hundreds of years, happened in a lot of different port cities, including Portland, hence Shanghai tunnels. So okay. they would like ply men of Portland with liquor, get them real messed up, and then smuggle them onto a boat and be like guess what bitch you're here now you have to work for us because we're in the middle of the ocean that sounds awful so that's where that came from now the tunnels connected the basements of many hotels and taverns to the waterfront of willamette river so that river would like take them out to you know yeah. larger yeah. larger body of water originally they were built to move goods from the ships docked on the river to the basement storage areas of like these hotels these taverns so you're thinking like linens food liquor jerky jerky that was all being transported under these tunnels originally which allowed for business to avoid using streetcars, trains and not clog up traffic on these streets while having goods delivered makes sense right definitely good there's infrastructure. documentation in the newspapers from the 19th century of the tunnels and secret passages underground unfortunately the reason that these are documented was because it was mostly due to organized crime 
versus something pleasant. So you're not getting sheets of Egyptian cotton, you're getting sheets of Egyptian cotton with blood all over them. Pretty much, yes. Thank you. Now, according to Portland historian Barney Blaulock, I'm sorry, I probably butchered that last name, but who cares? Barney doesn't care. He's not going to listen to this podcast. He's probably dead now. (laughs) Maybe. So these tunnels were actually built by the Chinese back in the days when Chinatown was the center of gang activity. So there's, I guess, a bit of a connection there, but mostly Shanghai tunnels because of the Shanghai. Shanghai. Remind me not to get drunk. In, in Portland. I mean, like, not blackout drunk to the point where you end up on a ship. Yeah. That doesn't sound fun. Now, apparently the tunnels connected gambling dens, brothels, and even opium parlors of Chinatown. It was basically like a, a, a labyrinth, and there was like steel doors, trap doors, secret stairways. David Bowie. <laughs> I mean, like, okay, I'd be there. Anyways, so all these, like, escape tunnels... Trapdoors, like all this. Side note, it'd be really funny if the ghost of David Bowie only showed up when people said the word labyrinth. They're like, <laughs> man, this museum's a long ways. It's like a labyrinth in here. Somebody save the labyrinth. You were mommy of the babe. <laughs> babe with the power. <laughs> Anyways, so all of these were, like, all of these little features were used as security measures designed for dealing with both rival gangs and police raids. There you go. So historians have made it their task to point out that they were probably never used for the purpose that their name implies, but I think that's a lie. Like, I definitely do. So apparently the Shanghai Tunnels are one of the most haunted places on the planet. On the planet? On the planet. You are not going there. Okay. Not getting drunk. <laughs> not getting blackout drunk. Not going there. Not going to be put on a ship to go work at sea. Although, you know what? They sound pretty freaking cool. I kind of do want to go to the Shanghai Tunnels. I bet you they're full of, like, markets and stuff. Now. So you can actually, like, do tours of them. I don't think that it's full of markets. Like, I don't think that they're oh. big enough for that. But you can do tours of them. I would totally do it. That sounds fun. Okay, you might not, though, if you let me tell oh, you why they're... damn it. Okay. Trapped myself, didn't I? You did. Yeah. You're trapped in the tunnel with no escape until I'm done telling you about them. <laughs> A fate worse than death. Pretty much. So, deep within the tunnels, travelers, visitors report feeling goosebumps as if someone is watching them from the shadows. We've talked about this before. That's like the worst feeling. Mm-hmm. Worst. Mm-hmm. Many people report seeing an Asian man walking past them in the tunnels. Racist. Explorers have named the spirit Sam, and they say he's responsible for turning off the lights in bar basements. He also likes to move things around in the tunnels as explorers walk by. So maybe there is stuff down there. I don't know. Just like crates. Yeah. It's, old crates full of silk and linens. I, yeah, I don't know. One tour guide reported hearing a voice calling out the name Sam over and over again. Maybe how he got his name. It apparently echoed through the tunnels, scared all the guests, but because his entire group was behind him, he knew it wasn't one of them because he heard it coming from like ahead of him. Side note, is this ghost of Pokemon? Since when do ghosts just like say their name over and over again? <laughs> I don't know. Yes. Maybe they do and we just don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So other people have reported seeing quick movements of shadows, feeling ghostly fingers on their shoulders when no one else is around. And most tunnel tourists say that Sam is a relatively good ghost and look forward to feeling his presence. So he's a good ghost he's not a poltergeist sam's cool you know i love we that like term i feel like we should take it away from ghosts what's that i look forward to feeling your presence today <laughs> right like i mean baby i look forward to feeling your <laughs> presence over the next couple of weeks anyways so there are actually other spirits in the tunnels and they're known as tricksters they're just there to have a good time they're not going to cause any like damage but they're just you know they're just having fun. It's been reported that you'll feel them like pulling at your shirt. They'll tug at the end of your hair. One guest even reported feeling a small tug on her shirt before she tripped. So maybe they're, you know, kind of dicks. That sounds like a poltergeist. She said she wasn't injured, but it was an experience she'll never forget. She just, it's it surprised her. She's like, oh, oh, <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. I just pull up my hair. Um, now, while most of the ghosts down in the Shanghai tunnels are reportedly friendly, it's still better to remain cautious if you're going to take a tour down there. Some people recall feeling unwelcome, like someone or something is watching them. We touched on that one. One man remembers hearing the sounds of childlike whistling just before he was thrown to the ground. This is those damn tricksters again. Also, like anything that sounds like a child and, and you don't whistling. see a child, yeah. like GTFO. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-mm. See ya. 
He said after he stood up, he turned to see who had knocked him down. And when he lifted his flashlight, because it's dark down there, he saw that no one was behind him. And he reported that it was the last time he'd be visiting the tunnels. <laughs> and I don't blame so him. So you can do tours, but you have to use flashlights? Well, because it's like, dark down there. Yeah. I'm sure, like, they provide you with flashlights, but, like... It's they're, they're they can't light the way they gotta bring underground tunnels. They were probably lit with like fucking candles, man. Like <laughs> I'm sure that they haven't run power down there at this point. They're underground. Really don't know how to do a tourist trap, do they? Anyways, so that's all we have for the Shanghai tunnels. So we're going to yeah. I don't think I want to go. No, nope. I, I disagree with my You've changed your mind. Statement. Yeah, I figured you would. Yep, they're mostly harmless. Mostly, mostly, but I mean, like, no ghost is ever. Purely and harmless. maybe he was just pulling on her hair because he thought she was into that. Maybe. Maybe he was like, ooh, I like you. <laughs> hey, Sam, I'm glad to feel your presence today, but like... <sighs> oh, let me feel your presence. <laughs> okay, and you talk to me about PG-13. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on, we're going to get back on the bus and we're going to take a quick little jaunt over to the Lone Fir Cemetery. Lone Fir. Lone Fir. Like F-I-R? F-I-R. Like a fir tree. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. That's less um, scary. So, Outward Lone Fir Cemetery has an eerie beauty about it, which if you're somebody like me, you think most cemeteries have like that eerie beauty. You know? Yep. You're not like me. That's fine. Yeah. I don't care. Is there just one fir tree in the whole place? Can I just like... Okay, sorry. Talk? Jeez. Thank you. <laughs> it's been a while. So... The cemetery has lots of lush trees, finely manicured grass. Visitors walk through it all the time. They love the natural beauty of the land and they like to experience the rich history of the cemetery, which it's rich. I think like when it was first started, there probably was one single fir tree, hence Lone Fir Cemetery. But I mean, that was... 1846 so lots of people have like false advertising planted trees and humans in there since then so (laughs) now the first recorded grave dates back to 1846 before the land became established as a cemetery in 1855 so lone fir maybe also referred to the one single person that was buried there and they they probably probably planted a tree on top of the grave where where they planted him exactly now it's rumored that the ghost of Anne Jeanne Tindry Lacoy, who was a sex worker known by most as Emma Merloton. So we're going to name her, call her Emma because, like, I'm not going through all that again. Anne Tindry Lacoy, otherwise known as Emma Merloton. <laughs> now, our single sex worker apparently roams the grounds of Lone Fur. In 1885, someone murdered her with a hatchet in her home at Southwest 3rd Avenue and Yam Hill Street. That building has been torn down since then, so okay. won't be on our So we're not doxing today. her. We're not going to dox her. So, just before Christmas, Emma was brutally murdered in her cottage home at 3rd and Yam Hill Streets. On that fateful night, it was raining and dreadfully cold, according to the Oregonian, which was like their paper at the time. Love it. Yeah. So original, right? Anyways. Welcome to our podcast where we rip on people's names for them newspapers. <laughs> Anyways. So, a police officer, while tightening his jacket against the bitter winter wind, heard screaming coming from a nearby cottage. Upon entering the cottage, the police officer saw the body of Emma partially under her bed. Blood was everywhere, and apparently it looked as though she had been bludgeoned to death. Investigators examined her body and quickly realized that she had not been bludgeoned, but brutally hacked to death with a hatchet. She had 12 wounds on her head and wounds on her arms. That sounds lovely. That's like a Lizzie Borden moment there. Yeah, I love that for her. (laughs) Just kidding. Not in a good way. Um, Many visitors have claimed that a woman dressed in French fashion can be seen throwing up her hands and screaming at the cemetery. Yet others report seeing a happier apparition of a young woman in a red dress calmly strolling the area. Probably red from the blood. I love the idea of a ghost that just kind of throws their hands up and goes, ah! <laughs> Right? Like, oh my god. So it's I like that. I just love the idea of it in the yeah. daytime. You're just like wandering the cemetery yeah. and then you just see this woman go, ah! 
so you either see that or just like a happy young woman in a red dress calmly strolling the area. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure it's not just a red dress. I'm sure that's the blood from the 12 hatchet wounds that killed her. Well, she might have been wearing a red dress at the time. Maybe he, the, the killer she got was her to sleeping. wear a red dress. I mean, she was blood. a sex worker. Maybe she was wearing a red what a tart. nightgown. That would be a very tardy thing to do. <laughs> Anyways, it's a cemetery. They're all haunted in some form. But I thought that this scream, <laughs> the screaming ghost dressed in French fashion was fabulous enough to warrant a stop. Absolutely. But now I am getting hungry. So we are going to... A restaurant? A ghost restaurant? Oh, oh yeah, baby. Okay. More than one. Ooh. Um, but I'm also hungry. our first stop is going to be Old Town Pizza and Brewing. So we're going to get pizza and beer with a side of ghosts. Ooh. Ooh. So Old Town is also part of Old Chinatown. So we've talked about it yeah. with the tunnels. It was actually, I mean, aside from gambling and gangs opium dens it was also well known for prostitution and uh, shanghai sailors which we talked about yeah. but above this underground labyrinth where you don't want to visit is old town pizza and brewing so it's like right there on top of all this crazy shit now according to employees there are certain there's a certain residual energy lurking downstairs Fair okay. enough. Certain residual energy. The like basement. Most most pizza restaurants, if they've got the atmosphere <laughs> right, do have a certain residual energy. But let's continue. Right, but like this basement was part of the tunnels, so like. It sounds like something a Yelp yeah. elite would use to describe. Right. Ugh. This place has lovely pizza with a delectable <laughs> crust and a and certain a... residual energy to it. <laughs> Anyways, now the most famous haunt at old town pizza is a ghost named nina oh nice so more than 100 years ago when the when old town pizza was actually called the merchant hotel she was a lady of the night who frequented the merchant hotel with patrons she was allegedly thrown down an elevator shaft wow and never left okay i mean like so she was murdered yeah, well, yep. I kind of just in case that, somebody yeah. were like, "Oh, well, you can survive being thrown down an elevator shaft." No, you can't. <laughs> okay, you can't. <laughs> the chances I don't know of why you... anyone would think that they're like, "Oh, was she a ghost because she was thrown down the elevator shaft and she really doesn't like that?" No, she's dead. Okay, she's dead. If you think that you could survive getting thrown down an elevator shaft, you can't. Okay, Kaya said it. Okay. Anyways, so she's seen frequenting the dining room wearing a black dress, Leon Morning. Totally. From dying, being murdered. Wait, do you get to choose your clothes after you become a ghost? I don't know. I would assume she was murdered in a black dress. Maybe, but she was a lady of the night. Like, she probably wasn't wearing much when she was thrown down the elevator shaft. Oh. Yeah. That's nasty. Anyways, an employee also saw a woman in a white dress go downstairs during closing time one time. It's a different girl. When he went down to tell her that they were closed, no one was there. Probably yeah. wasn't her. I mean... Maybe maybe it, was, it wasn't her. It was just a lady in a white dress. And she's like, oh, you're closed? And she left. Yeah, but she wasn't there. She's like, well, closed. <laughs> she's like, okay. Must have been a ghost. Anyways, so poor Nina is left, left. So is there... Having a- to smell... Maybe good, maybe bad pizza, and probably, like, that... Do you know that, like, smell of stale beer? Yes. Yeah, like, she's left smelling pizza and stale beer for the rest of eternity. Yeah, and she got thrown down an elevator And she was thrown down an elevator shaft. Which we all know kills you. (laughs) Okay, to be fair. (laughs) To be fair. I mean, like... It depends how far down you're thrown. How how deep does an elevator no, no, shaft you just actually said it, okay? go? If you get thrown down an elevator shaft, you're dead. There's no well, she was. From that. There's <laughs> Nina was dead. Spikes down there or other things. This is part of the reason why elevators terrify me. Because you can get thrown down the shaft. You could, so, question, and you would die. Is this something that happened like in recent times? Because like in 1854, they didn't have no elevators. It would have been whenever they put elevators in that hotel. Okay, so there's so, elevators in that hotel. Well, there would have been. It was a hotel, and she was thrown down the. I thought it was maybe, a pizza place. Uh, it's a pizza place now, but maybe like back. Maybe she was thrown down the elevator shaft when they were like installing 
the elevator shaft. That must be a big pizza place. If but it I has don't, an elevator. We'll have to go. Yeah. We, d- we don't mind eating with ghosts. We no, just don't want to like... it has a nice residual energy. <laughs> we just don't want to live with ghosts. Nope. Anyways. Especially if they smelly. So our next stop is the White Eagle Saloon and Hotel. Okay. Now, it opened its doors in 1905 and served the immigrant Polish workers that lived in the surrounding neighborhoods. Its nickname back then, maybe still now, I don't know, I didn't do too much digging into that, was Bucket of Blood. But it's not for what you Come think. Come on down to the Bucket of Blood <laughs> where we got chicken fingers on half price. Now, it was actually called that because it was known for violent brawls. So not for murder, but because like people would fight in there. Oh, sorry, let me try that again. Come on down to the bucket of blood where half-price pints are on all day. But I feel like you like you almost need like that Polish. Anyways, we're and not children gonna... get in free Sunday, Sunday, Sunday at the bucket of blood. Now, according to an employee, a waitress once fell down the stairs by way of some unknown force, resulting in bruises. Like I said, stairs, so she didn't die. <laughs> Elevator shafts, you die. Stairs, you just get bruises. Now. There are two notable haunts at the White Eagle Saloon and Hotel. The first one is a little boy named Sam. He was an orphan boy who was adopted by the hotel's owner at the age of 10 and eventually became the caretaker. So I I don't know if he's a little boy now. I would assume he's not a little boy now. But he was when he was adopted. Now he lives in the Shanghai tunnels. So he lived there his entire life until he died in room two. Guests who have stayed in the room have reported feeling watched or followed. So he's like one of those ghosts. Like it's he is like a... Room two. It's normally like room, room 603 or room 708. Um, you see a picture of this? Like this place isn't really big enough to have like high numbered rooms. Yeah. I also don't think there's an elevator in there. Plus if there was an elevator in there, they would have had a lot more blood at the bucket of blood. Yes. And then... We have Rose, who was also a lady of the night. Man, people really don't like these ladies of the night. Like, it's almost like Portland had its own version of Jack the Ripper, just, like, killing off all the whores. Do you know why? Because I have a theory. Okay, <laughs> listen. Is that, like, I think that if you're going to convince a sailor to get wicked drunk and blah, 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 you're probably using a lady of the night. You know what I mean? Most you're likely. probably paying someone to do that. Because I would fall for some hot chick being like, <laughs> why don't you get drunk with me? It'll be fun. Oh, my God. So, so, okay. So people came back for revenge. <laughs> I, I, I need to get this right, okay? What I feel like you're telling me right now. Yeah. You're telling me that the ladies of the night were shanghai sailors. Correct. I like that theory. That's a good theory, right? Okay. That's who I would use if I was going to shanghai a sailor. Ain't nobody going to get drunk with me. Because <laughs> I can only have two beers. Back to Rose. Now, she was reportedly murdered by her lover... Back when the hotel was a brothel. So it wasn't started as a hotel. It was a brothel. Oh. I mean, you know. That would also make sense whether there's some um, the night. She was murdered in room three. So people have reportedly heard her, someone crying in there. Probably Rose, who was murdered. So if you go and you want to stay at the White Eagle Saloon, don't stay in room two or three. Yeah. Four or five is fine. But don't do it. Actually, stay is, is four and five fine? Nothing, nothing about those. Okay. Now, we're going to go to our next restaurant. It's also a cigar room. So, it's called Kel's Irish Restaurant and Cigar Room. The cigar room is a basement space that's actually attached to the Shanghai Tunnels. That's cool. Yeah, and according to manager John Ashworth, there's more going on down there than people just blowing smoke rings. So, Kel's Cigar Room is haunted by a gentleman named David Campbell. He was a firefighter who was killed during duty. He has appeared down there in full fire. Sorry. I'm just picturing something in my head right now. No, no. What are you picturing in <laughs> Let me finish what I'm saying okay. first and then, then I'll continue. So, Dave Campbell was a firefighter. He was killed during duty, but Kel's Cigar Room was like one of his favorite places to hang out, I guess. So, he was like, I'm just going to like go back there and hang out there for the rest of eternity. Now, he's appeared to people in full firefighter garb, specifically to those who have some relation to firefighters. And the reason I started giggling was because all I could think of was like, this is so stupid, but was like a ghost magic mic firefighter. That's what I was thinking too. (laughs) I was like, they really messed up. This should not be a place for men. This should be like 
girls being like, ooh, it's a ghost I mean, firefighter. Like, ooh, my stars. Who said that women aren't allowed to go to cigar rooms? Right. Still. But it's, you know, cigar rooms. David's the entertainment. Game. Yeah. Anyways. Now, among other things, the piano downstairs has been known to be played by itself. Just take the piano out of there. <laughs> We, we've learned this many times. Just take it out of there. If you are in a building that is haunted and there is a piano, that piano is going to play. The, the other thing I would say, too, there's a reason that that hasn't been taken out of there. Have you tried taking out one of those pianos? They're heavy as shit. Yeah, they are. Mm. Anyways, Spurs sitting in the cigar room have apparently heard someone breathing when there's nobody else around. <laughs> That's just David. Don't worry. It's <laughs> That's fine. Just David. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to finish that? <laughs> David just performed, and now he's he needs a break. Yeah. They've also reported an uncanny feeling that someone has just walked past them. Again, just let David do his thing, okay? Like, he's just down there to entertain. <laughs> In a big sling thong. It's cool. Oh, gosh, with, like, the firefighter, like, pants and suspenders. <laughs> Anyways. Other employees have mentioned chairs being rearranged, music and TVs turning on by themselves at full volume, Shadow sightings, like a mysterious black cloud that drifts through the doorway. You know, spooky shit. Mm -hmm. Now, John Ashworth, who we know is the manager, he has one particularly noteworthy argument that a legit haunting is taking place. Of course he does, because it's good for business. Right? He claims that he once saw a face in the mirror downstairs when he was all alone, which made him a believer that the place is in fact haunted. Direct quote. Oh, wow. I saw a face in the mirror. Anyways, so that's that's all we have there. Yeah, Magic Mike Fire place. Yeah, mm-hmm. got it. So while we're hanging out in old Chinatown, we are also going to pop by the Roseland Theater. It's a popular music venue in Portland, I guess, but was also the site of a particularly horrific murder in the 1990s. Oh, mm-hmm. that's like... A 90s ghost. Maybe they would haunt your, like, mm-hmm. Nickelback or your Backstreet Boys poster. Mm-hmm. Now, the spookiest part of all about this is that the building... Note, if you have a Nickelback poster, it's definitely haunted because nobody 100%. should have one of those. Yeah. No. Anyways. So, like I said, the spookiest part of this theater is that it was actually built originally to serve as a place of worship for the Apostolic Faith Church in 1922. Which is what? I don't know. I didn't dig into, like, what that is. Okay. But, sounds, like... Sounds scary. It was a church. Yeah. That's scary. That's spooky. Okay. Now, in 1982, the building was bought by a gentleman named Larry Hurwitz, who then converted it into a music venue known as Starry Night, which I think sounds really nice. It does sound nice. Until you hear that Hurwitz became the center of Portland's most notorious murder mystery following the murder of a 21-year-old named Tim Moreau in 1990. The body of Moreau, which apparently was buried somewhere in the Columbia River Gorge, which is also in Portland, was never recovered. So that's, you know. But one of Hurwitz's associates later told authorities that he held down Moreau while Hurwitz strangled him in the backstage hallway to keep him quiet about a counterfeit ticket scam. Wow. And Larry Hurwitz was convicted of the murder in 2000. Damn. A counterfeit ticket scam? And you murdered a 21-year-old? Gotta do some sort of ticket scam if you're gonna make it work in this business. Anyways. So, that's the theater. I just thought it was... Is it haunted? So, they... It probably has, like, some spooky things happening. He could still be in there. But we don't know because, like... Nobody even ever found his body. So it's awful, but he's probably still there. So he admitted to the murder and was convicted of it, Mm -hmm. but it didn't say where the body was held. Mm -mm. I mean, like maybe, like I said, I didn't dig into it too much because we're at spooky stories, ghosts, and paranormals. We're not a true crime podcast, so we're going to move on to our final stop. So our final stop is the Grand Lodge Hotel, which seems like a good place to stop we're gonna like hang out here for the night maybe nope not hanging out at any hotels now the grand lodge hotel once served for 77 years as the masonic and eastern star home for aged and distressed freemasons according to a 2009 newsletter from the forest grove historic landmarks board i have never heard of the term (laughs) aged and distressed except for jeans (laughs) well 
<laughs> We're using that to describe Freemasons today. <laughs> People are just putting holes in Freemasons for fun. Now, the Masonic Lodge was purchased in 1999 and converted into a hotel. Today, the 90-room property is a popular destination for weddings and conferences, but guests and staff might not be the only ones residing within the lodge. Tell me about it. I will tell you about it. One employee told Historic Landmarks board member Holly Sir in 2009 that guests and staff will often report ghostly occurrences throughout the lodge. Guests have also taken photos of white, misty-looking orbs, which... Always automatically are ghosts, I guess. Yeah, misty looking orbs. Got that. And they've reported showers and sinks spontaneously gushing water, as well as objects and furniture being rearranged by unseen hands. Oh, gotta call the Ghostbusters, not a plumber. (laughs) Right? Who are you gonna call? Not a plumber. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, now the employee also told Sir that she was on her way to cover the soaking pool when she encountered an old man wearing a gray-green cardigan. She recalls being able to see right through the man, which is never healthy, whom she later recognized in an old photograph hanging on the lodge's second floor. Of course she did. The man is known as Old Joe and was supposedly a deceased resident of the Masonic nursing home, and he used to hide under staircases and around corners to watch people. When he was alive? When he was alive. He was a lurker. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, Uh, that guy is definitely haunting that place. Yeah. Anyways, okay. So, the Lodge's most frequent apparition is supposedly a bespectacled old woman known as the Lavender Lady. Nope, sounds like another dead grandma <laughs> that smells bad all over the place. Um, no, thank well, let's you. find out, shall we? Now, anyone who visits the Lodge can find a hand-painted image of her on the back wall of room 232. I'm assuming that's the room that she lived in. Next to her image is a description of construction crews in the 1990s who said they experienced sudden sense of lavender wafting through the air gross it is gross one worker recalled seeing a white-haired woman wearing a contented grin as if she was getting something today guests and staff will still report sense of lavender lingering throughout parts of the lodge as if she was getting some <laughs> no getting something <laughs> getting something oh i thought you said getting some no i said getting something i have a contented smile <laughs> And that's where you're going to stop. And that's also where we're going to stop because that was our last stop. So anyways, that was our tour of Portland. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It sounds haunted as shit. Yeah. So if you recall before oh, we... Oh, oh, you want me to recall? As in Maddie recap? Exactly where I was going. So give it to me, baby. Okay. So, first off, we went to a mansion. It was the Pitock Mansion, and there was a really stinky dead grandma at the top, and then a nice, kindly old groundskeeper. So, I don't want to go there, because I don't like stinky smells. Okay. Then, we went to the Shanghai Tunnels, which I have a great theory about where these these women, who were, like, nice and breasticled... <laughs> breasticled... <laughs> Would be like, ooh, let me tell you about how drunk I want you to get so that you can make love to me. And he's like, sure, why not? That sounds great. And then he like wakes up on the sea and they're like, surprise, motherfucker. <laughs> You're working the ship today. And he's like, damn, I wish I'd never, you know, encountered this breasted lady. It sucks. Breasticled. Breasticled lady. <laughs> and then, of course... The next thing we see is a dead uh, breasticle lady who was hacked to death, which I'm assuming by someone who was like, damn, you're never going to trick me again, woman. You're never going to trick nobody no more. Which is unfortunate. So the one fur cemetery who has way more than a couple furs has a lady that just goes, it's like a fainting goat, which I would love to see during the day. Oh my god. <laughs> that would be very cool. <laughs> then we went to some restaurants. The first one, I had a lady that was definitely dead because A, she was breasticled. She was a breasticled lady of the night who was pushed down an elevator shaft, which we all know means you dead. You dead. You don't get you don't get nothing. You don't get to be like, oh I'm dying. No, you're dead. You were pushed out of the elevator shaft. You were dead. So that place is is haunted. Then we went to the Blood Bucket, which didn't have half-price pints, but it did have a lot of haunted rooms, which is cool. And then we went to another place that has, like, Magic Mike 
under like underground doing like an underground strip show for cigar people. Firefighter uniform. In his firefighter yep. uniform, which is nice. It's nice. Good for him. Magic Mike Cigar Bar. And then we went to another haunted. Well, actually, oh, let me let me tell you the thing about the Magic Mike Cigar Bar is that it's definitely haunted. Because one time the manager saw a face in the mirror. Ooh. Probably his own face. Yeah, probably his own face. And then we went to another place, which was definitely haunted. Starting to see a pattern here. Like, one, two out of the five rooms are haunted. One was Lady of the Night. Big surprise. And one was a dude. I don't remember his name. Doesn't matter. And then we went to a theater. And, like, there's no haunting there. No Nickelback posters on the wall or anything. There might be Nickelback posters on the wall. (laughs) I should hope not. (laughs) All things accounting for taste. And then we went... Where did we go after that? Then we went to the final stop. The final stop, which was... The Grand Hotel? The Grand Hotel. Grand Lodge Hotel. Grand Lodge Hotel, which... I don't remember what happened there, so... Which was a home for aged and distressed Freemasons. <laughs> aged and distressed Masons, right. And there was another dead grandma at the top. And then a very spooky old man who was just, like, creeping around the stairs when he was alive and creeping around the stairs when he dead. Lurker. Definitely not okay, yes. And that's it. That was actually pretty good. Sorry, I coughed in the middle of that because I was drinking water. And when you started talking about the ladies of the night, I choked on my water. So it's um, a good theory, right? I mean, I would again, I wouldn't go drinking with any ladies of the night in Portland because you're gonna get Shanghai. Gonna get Shanghai. Okay, so that was a great Maddie recap. Thank I you. loved that. Thank you very um, much. So based on everything I told you today, if you had to give Portland a spooky rating out of ten. What would you give it? I would give it nine breasticled ladies out of ten dead grandmas. I love it. Yes. I dig it. So that's all I have for you for today. Okay, so um, before we you know end the show, I'd like to give a special shout out to Courtney. You know who you are. It's because of fans like you and lots of other fans that have been kind of crying for a new episode that we've, we've done this. And so thank you for being a new fan. Thank you for holding on with us over 28 episodes and now 29. Woo! Very exciting. I really had a fun time with this one. Like I said, nine breasticle ladies out of 10 dead grandmas. <laughs> that's not bad. That's, that's, that's good. We'll do again. I think that's like the best rating I've got on any of these. Yeah, definitely. So I'll take it. And I want to thank my wife. For putting together this episode. It was always entertaining to hear your lovely stories. And I hope that everyone out there enjoyed it. Me too. So I would like everyone to shout out to us what you thought about this episode. If you'd like to hear more. I don't care if you want to hear more. We're going to do some more. I <laughs> we think. are going to do some more. Yeah, because yes. you've got a couple more prepared. Mm-hmm. And, you know, to be determined on what our, our schedule is going to be for these ones. But we hope you enjoyed this episode. And let us know what you want us to do on TikTok. Because... I'm thinking that's where we're going next. Sounds good. So if that's all you have and that's all I have, then until next time, we hope that you keep it spooky. Ooh. Don't jump down an elevator shaft. <laughs>